You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hello, and welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is yours truly, coming from Greeley, Colorado, for episode 320 of this podcast. It is February 3rd, 2022, and I wasn't planning on recording another podcast today. I was planning on taking today off of podcasting, giving everybody a chance to catch up on content from the past couple of weeks. I've been going pretty steady. haven't really missed much in the way of days of recording. I think the 26th was the last day that I took off. Obviously, with my son being born, we were busy, and I didn't figure anybody would mind or hold it against me. But I've been going pretty steady here lately. figured I'd take today off. And then, after saying as much in yesterday's episode, talking about Disney animated studios, animation studios, latest film Encanto, and Bruno, specifically the character Bruno from Encanto. After saying I was going to take the day off in that episode, I did all of my editing, finished up recording the podcast, edited it. After editing comes uploading it to Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a property of Spotify. And so then, what did I find as I went to create a new episode on Anchor FM? What I found was that the rules have changed. Spotify's rules have changed. More has been added, and they wanted me to know. So they put a little banner, a little notification up at the top of the screen. Have you read our latest Spotify platform rules? Please read now to be in the know. I'm paraphrasing, but click here to find out what we do and don't allow on our platform moving forward, because that's changed. What they do and don't allow has apparently changed. And if you have been paying attention to the whole business with Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience on Spotify and the left having decided he's the latest target, the latest victim they'd like to... uh, claim the scalp of in their never-ending quest to destroy anybody who might challenge their narrative, their dominance. If you're aware of that story, then you know what is being alleged is that Joe Rogan had misinformation. Uh, That's another way of saying wrong think. Misinformation is code for wrong think. Wrong think is a concept which George Orwell draws out in 1984, his dystopian sci-fi novel of repute. 
wrong think is a crime against Big Brother. Big Brother's here to keep you safe. Big Brother's here to make sure that everybody gets along, everybody is moving in the same direction. And when you think the wrong thing, Big Brother doesn't like that. Big Brother is going to have to re-educate you. And you need to be thoroughly and completely in agreement with Big Brother at all times. If in the slightest thing you show independence, show your own will, your own resolve, Big Brother is going to have to stamp that out. Big Brother is going to smash your face with a boot. Wrong think is misinformation. It's an election year, as Spotify's platform rules updated, unsurprisingly, keys in on interference with elections. There's various other things as well that they key in on, which are just specifically enough worded and just vaguely enough worded as to have a chilling effect, to be confusing, to be open-ended, to be open to interpretation. Your compliance is in the eye of the beholder. Whoever thinks they don't like what you've put out there may pick one of these categories and say you have violated the new platform rules if those rules, those community standards, as Facebook calls them, if those rules are vague enough in all the right places, specific enough in all the right places, it basically creates an open season sort of condition on what you might say and what you might, what you might do. And the goal of all this is to get the folks self-censoring hey, listen, guy, like we don't want to have to get in there and start policing your content. So you're going to do it. And if you don't do it along these lines, well, we might just not have a place for you here anymore. Okay, buddy? All right, pal. Okay, friend. So what I want to do in this episode is briefly go through the Spotify platform rules. And I've highlighted various things that on my first and second read, I feel like are worth unpacking and examining and questioning. And I think it's important to question these things. I do. I I think that when the rules change, when you join under certain auspices, And then all of a sudden, a whole lot of additional terms get thrown in as well because of what you believe, because of what you think, because of your positions on things, because you are seen as political opposition. I have a problem with that. And I think we have to question it. And if we don't question it, well, then we've lost. And we haven't just lost freedom in the abstract on Spotify. It's everywhere. It's the internet. I moved. Let me just unpack this real quick. 
and explain the backstory for my moving to podcasting originally and getting on Anchor FM originally. I moved to podcasting in part because I was so frustrated at blogging for several years and then building up a Facebook community of people who liked to read the content that I was writing on my blog. And with one fell swoop, a content curator at Facebook could just decide they didn't like my opinion and they could limit its reach. If they saw something in my write-up for the article, or if they clicked through and they actually read the article, or if they were looking at the comment section, people chatting back and forth, and they didn't like what it was that people were saying, they could just decide, nope, that's it. Your content is not going to reach your audience. In fact, you don't have an audience anymore for all intents and purposes because you're shadow banned, because we're now going to put access to the people who already were liking and following your page for your blog. We're going to put access to your content for them behind a kind of paywall. But it's you who have to pay. It's not your audience who's going to pay you to have access to your content. It's you who are going to pay us in order to continue accessing the audience that you had all along. Meanwhile, we're going to amplify the sources and the voices that we like. We're going to put them on blast, turn the volume up on what they have to say, even if it means creating a buzz where there is no buzz so long as it pulls attention away from what you're trying to build what you're trying to do here we're going to do it because at the end of the day we fundamentally disagree and your efforts to influence culture, society, individuals in your sphere and in your country and around the world with your message trying to participate in the marketplace of ideas, we see as a threat. So I go over to podcasting because I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? Moderators are no moderators. Maybe podcasting, if I can learn how to do that, for one, I'll become a better communicator. I'll be more organized and more efficient in my everyday communication because I don't walk around interacting with people face-to-face through written communication. I don't text back and forth with somebody who's standing right there in front of me. I don't say, hey, hold on a second. What you just said, I'm going to respond to with a thousand words or less. Here you go. No. When somebody comes up and wants to talk with me, stops in randomly to chat, I'm having a conversation with them right now in real time. And so, okay, that'll be a benefit to the podcasting thing to get me more able to communicate well in real life. And then besides that, maybe just maybe for folks who are feeling triggered by what it is that I'm saying, if they hear my voice, instead of just reading my words, maybe reading is a lost art. And what I mean is not just knowing what word is there, but what does that word mean? Being able to think critically on that. How to read a book is a book that we have on the shelf that our kids go through for school. How to read a book. 
And it's a bit of a paradox because it's like, well, how do I read this book if I don't know how to read a book? And why do I need to read this book if I already know how to read a book? Which is it? But the whole idea is there's different levels of reading. There's the level of reading where, okay, yes, I know what it says. And there's the level of reading where you know what it means. And because we're not taught, most of us, or weren't taught, most of us, to read the author's intent, because so many of us were taught to be subjectivists, thanks to postmodernism, thanks to the progressive stranglehold on public education, maybe reading is a lost art, and I will just see if podcasting helps to communicate more effectively with my peers, with my countrymen, with my audience, my intended audience. And if I communicate through the spoken word and people are listening, well, I have a good voice for radio, I've been told. I almost went into radio broadcasting before I got into the oil and gas industry. I had a job offer from a Christian radio station in eastern Montana. It's an AM radio station, KGLE. It was very tempting. But having the voice, and I have some time now and then, Maybe if I get into podcasting, I can reach people with what it is that I'm trying to say. Encourage us all to be more intentional in living out our love for God and our love for one another and taking every thought captive for Christ. Studying to show ourselves approved workmen. That's why I talk about books that I read. That's why I talk about movies that we watch. That's why I talk about what my kids are doing. That's why I'm talking about what's going on politically and what's happening in the news cycle. That's why I'm talking about everything. Because every thought needs to be taken captive for Christ. And it just so happens that some people don't want certain thoughts being taken captive. They've already, as they see it, taken those thoughts captive, but not for Christ. They've taken those thoughts captive for this utopian vision of A world without war, without hunger, without crime, without illness, without suffering, achieved with human effort alone in a godless fashion. A government of the experts, when the experts agree with what you want. There's a progressive tyranny and totalitarianism which does not tolerate dissent. And I read the Spotify platform rules, and I see echoes of a lot of terms of service which have changed over the past several years since I started getting into blogging and podcasting. And it feels as though when you start to win the game on the rules as they were, you start to figure out the rules, the powers that be in these spaces online change the rules. It seems like that's what they do, because that's exactly what they do. But let's dive into reading these rules, shall we? Not all of these are bad or objectionable. Some of them I agree with very readily. But even the ones that I agree with very readily, I find odd and outrageous placed next to, positioned next to, to be associated with the ones which speak to the real reason why Spotify is updating its rules, what's really prompting this, what's really driving this, 
I think it's reprehensible to throw in here some of these things, given the context of why these rules are being rolled out. I think it's outrageous to imply certain things, particularly to content creators, but I'll explain that as we go. Starting from the top, Spotify's mission is to unlock the potential of human creativity by giving a million creative artists the opportunity to live off their art and billions of fans the opportunity to enjoy and be inspired by it. We believe achieving this mission on our platform is made possible by welcoming different forms of artistic expression, ideas, perspectives, and voices. This may mean that some content on our platform may not be to each individual's liking or is content that Spotify endorses. Now let's stop right there. This may mean, so they're not even committing that, hey, it does mean, no, it may mean, it may mean, maybe, possibly, it's possible that some of the content on our platform you might not like. Well, of course, I don't like all the content on your platform. That's not a may, that's a is. Or is content that Spotify endorses. So that's distancing language, that's legalese. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Spotify. And the impetus for that has a lot to do with something that Russell Brand, British comedian, with a YouTube channel of his own, a couple of YouTube channels of his own, points out in a video that he recorded several days ago, maybe two weeks ago at this point. My cousin Brian sent it to me yesterday morning. Russell Brand starts pulling up headline after headline after headline. And I think the blaze actually was Russell Brand's reference point. But article after article after article from major news publications using basically a three or four word keyword uh, formula, mixed and matched in various ways. But when talking about the upset regarding Joe Rogan, Every one of these headlines laid the blame at Spotify and used the phrase misinformation. And the pressure is put on Spotify. The pressure is not put on Joe Rogan. Everybody talking to Joe Rogan, hey, Joe Rogan, please moderate your content. No, the pressure is being put on Spotify. Spotify, censor him, deplatform him, remove him. How can you let this happen on your platform? You have a responsibility. Don't you know how this is supposed to work? Haven't you been paying attention to Google and Amazon and Facebook and Twitter? Don't you know what we expect of something like YouTube? You're supposed to be taking down content, limiting the reach of content that might upset our operation. And so Spotify is feeling the heat and they say that this may mean that some content on their platform is not endorsed by them. Ah, I, okay. 10-4, good buddy. Moving on. However, that doesn't mean that anything goes on our platform. In addition to the terms that you agreed to governing your use of our services, these rules help ensure that everyone has a safe and enjoyable experience. So basically, 
your second paragraph invalidates your first paragraph. That's not always the case. That doesn't always have to be the case. But in this case, that is the case. So for one thing, it's not an anything goes. Well, that's not new. Okay, that's not new. You're reminding us of it to imply that the claim was being made that anything goes. Nobody was saying anything goes. That's not the argument that you're countering here. All of the reasonable people nod their heads and roll their eyes. Uh, yes, of course, not anything goes. But look at this. In addition to the terms that you agreed to governing your use of our services, in addition to the terms that you agreed to, which is to say <clears throat> there were obvious, common sense, basic rules already. There were already terms of service at the outset. There were already, and you would imagine some of the stuff that's in here already was in here already, right? We don't allow illegal content on our platform. Okay, yes. Pretty sure that was already in there. You can't promote human trafficking or the exploitation of children for sex. Uh, yeah, that surely was in there already, right? Don't remember. I wasn't too concerned about it because I wasn't thinking of doing anything of the sort before. You can't promote the sale and purchase of illicit illegal drugs. Okay. Well, that, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. But these rules, they say, these updated rules help ensure that everyone has a safe and enjoyable experience. In other words, we're going to make Spotify into a safe space. We're going to put trigger warnings on your episodes. Joe Rogan's said, that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. You want to put a writer on my episodes where I'm talking about COVID saying, talk to your doctor so long as they agree with Dr. Fauci? That's fine. I could get better. You can go back two episodes. Episode 318 for me, recorded the day before yesterday. I have a theory on Joe Rogan's Spotify and why everyone is getting canceled. And you can hear a little bit of his response video at the beginning of that episode, his talking about how he finds this all a bit odd. He could get better, but they don't want Joe Rogan to get better, actually, because the problem isn't that <laughs> the problem isn't that he was doing poorly. The problem was that he was doing too well. I think Russell Brand is right on that. I was saying it before I saw Russell Brand saying it. I think we came to the same conclusion because it's self-evident. The bandwagon jumping to cancel Joe Rogan and squeeze content creators like myself to put us on notice, to create a chilling effect when we sit down with a microphone to record a podcast episode. It is all about the mainstream media types losing control. This is not about safety, and it's not about an enjoyable experience for your audience. This is about control for the folks who can't do without it. But 
What are the rules? Whether you are a musician, podcaster, or other contributor, it is important to be aware of what is not allowed on our platform. The examples in the below section are for illustrative purposes and are not exhaustive, which is to say, of course, there are more examples they can come up with as things go along. More people get upset about more things that they haven't thought of just yet. As the rules change on a day-by-day basis and they realize it is inconvenient for you to be able to say certain things, they will add to this list to suit the folks yanking their chain right now who will yank their chain again because that's what you get. When you reward people for throwing tantrums, you get more tantrums. You don't get contented people. So the first category of what's not allowed on Spotify anymore, dangerous content. Spotify is home to communities where people can create, express themselves, listen, share, learn, and be inspired. Don't promote violence, incite hatred, harass, or engage in any other behavior that may place people at risk of serious physical harm or death. Yeah, no doubt. That wasn't in the original. You said this was in addition to the original terms of service. That wasn't in the original terms of service? Why is this in here in the updated rules? What to avoid? Content that advocates or glorifies serious physical harm towards an individual or group includes but may not be limited to encouraging, promoting, or glorifying suicide and self-harm. If you or someone you know is struggling or thinking about self-harm, please see here for ways to get help. Inciting or threatening serious physical harm or acts of violence against a specific target or specific group. Content that promotes or supports violent extremist organizations. Now, okay. The first two bullet points here are no-brainers. But this is what you do. You make the first two such that no reasonable person can argue against. What do you mean I can't promote and glorify suicide and self-harm? This is unfair. I have my rights. No, nobody's going to do that, right? Second bullet point. Inciting or threatening serious physical harm or acts of violence against a specific target or specific group. Well, yeah, no doubt, right? Like that's presumably I would have assumed been your platform rule, your policy, your terms of service from the beginning. But then we come to the third bullet point. Content that promotes or supports violent extremist organizations. Content that promotes or supports, promotes or supports, what is promotion, what constitutes promotion, and what constitutes supports. Define your terms. Also, what constitutes a violent extremist organization? What constitutes, how are you defining violent extremist organization? Are we talking FBI's terrorist watch list? Are we talking the same kind of broad definition that allowed the FBI to put parents who spoke up against CRT and gender theory at their local school board meetings on terrorist watch lists? Are we going to define violent extremist organizations as broadly as those parents, how are we defining our terms is very important. 
And when they're not defined clearly, and when it's not clear why you would need to put this in the updated terms, particularly when we could fairly assume it was in the original terms, particularly in the context of the upset, the furor, the campaign to cancel Joe Rogan, one has to wonder what in our present context might inspire you to remind us or change the wording on your position regarding violence and the advocation of or glorification of violence on Spotify. Does this have to do with the Canadian trucker convoy? Is that part of what's driving this? Are they a violent extremist organization? If somebody throws a punch at a Trump rally, does all of a sudden the Make America Great Again Republican Party become a quote-unquote violent extremist organization? How do you define your terms here? Makes a lot of difference. Moving on. Content that targets an individual or identifiable group for harassment or related abuses includes but may not be limited to repeated targeting specific individuals with sexual advances, sharing, threatening to share, or encouraging others to share someone's private information, including credit card or banking information, national identity numbers, etc. Okay, again, who's doing this? Who is doing this? It seems a, a bit is like there's an effort to throw all this in together for one as a way of downplaying the reasons why you've updated your rules. For another thing, it seems as though you're throwing all these things together to associate some very common sense, obvious, yeah, I would definitely not put that kind of content out there. And yeah, you have the right to police that kind of content. Conflating and associating really, really obvious stuff with policing powers over alleged misinformation, a.k.a. wrong think. Content that incites violence or hatred towards a person or group of people based on race, religion, gender identity, or expression, sex, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation, veteran status, age, disability, or other characteristics associated with systemic discrimination or marginalization includes but may not be limited to praising, supporting, or calling for violence against a person or group of people based on the characteristics listed above, dehumanizing statements about a person or group based on the protected characteristics listed above, promoting or glorifying hate groups and other associated images and or symbols. Okay, a couple of things. For one, content that incites violence or hatred. So they didn't use the term, but this is boilerplate hate speech. We don't allow hate speech on our platform is what I read here. We don't allow hate speech. Okay, so what is hate speech? Hate speech is be very, very careful to not say anything critical or that anything that could be even possibly construed as offensive about people based on race, religion, gender identity, sex, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation. It seems a bit redundant there. Gender identity, sex, and sexual orientation. Okay. Veteran status, age, disability, or other characteristics associated with systemic discrimination or marginalization. Are you sure you got them all? Because I'm pretty sure, speaking for myself, 
people will never run out of excuses in their own minds to discriminate or marginalize people they disagree with. But here again, it's one thing to say, we do not allow content on our platform that incites violence, physical violence. It's quite another thing to say, we don't allow content that incites hatred. Because again, it's not that I'm for hatred. Oh, you're questioning this. Therefore, you're, you, you want there to be hatred? <clears throat> you want people to hate one another? No, I want us to not accept an overly broad general term, which could mean anything. It could mean anything you want it to mean. When love means affirming someone, when love means you say you want certain pronouns to be used when I address you, and I use the pronouns which seem obvious based on the way you're expressing your gender or based on your very obvious biological at-birth sex, that can be termed hatred. Or am I even talking about that as if, hey, you know what? You don't get your own pronouns like I don't get my own adjectives, as Matt Walsh said recently when he went on the Dr. Phil program. I don't get my own adjectives, so why do you get your own pronouns? It's not the way it works. You don't get to control language that way, and it's totalitarian for you to try and to try and punish me, to try and destroy my career or my business or my reputation or my life if you don't get to control my language at that level. So content that incites hatred is a very, very broad category. And it basically creates an open season condition on people who are going to disagree with critical theory and social justice and critical race theory. And if Spotify doesn't want that, well, then they best change the wording on this because they're going to get a wave of complaints anytime a leftist person comes across one of my episodes, someone else's episodes, or something is being said that they don't like, that they're feeling triggered by. Spotify is going to have a whole lot of reports to sift through. And I honestly don't know in such a condition how long my podcast is able to stay on Spotify. How quickly am I going to see my episodes getting flagged one by one by one by one? Not, again, that I'm promoting hatred, but that will be the charge. Dehumanizing statements about a person or group based on the protected characteristics listed above. Give me an example. What's an example? It could mean a lot of different things. <clears throat> the last bullet point on this one, promoting or glorifying hate groups and their associated images and or symbols. I, I see hate group and I immediately think Southern Poverty Law Center because they're the folks who have appointed themselves the arbiters of which groups are hateful and which ones are benign. They're the watchdogs. And lo and behold, any conservative group who wants to say, hey, this is what it is, and we want to talk about the games that are being played with language and identity politics and critical race theory and the LGBTQ movement, 
they very quickly find themselves in hot water with the Southern Poverty Law Center. So this is not what, what this is supposed to make you think, if you're a reasonable person, it's supposed to make you think Nazis, right? We don't promote or glorify Nazism and swastikas and portraits of Hitler on Spotify. Okay, yes, I agree with that. Where do I sign? But when it's so broadly defined, when it's so generally worded, hate groups, depending on who is determining what is or is not a hate group, could be anything. It could be anybody. It could be anything. It's supposed to have a good, it's supposed to have a, a chilling effect. Content that promotes dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive medical information that may cause offline harm or pose a direct threat to public health includes but may not be limited to asserting that AIDS, COVID-19, cancer, or other serious life-threatening diseases are a hoax or not real, encouraging the consumption of bleach products to cure various illnesses and diseases, promoting or suggesting that vaccines approved by local health authorities are designed to cause death, encouraging people to purposely get infected with COVID-19 in order to build immunity to it, e.g. promoting or hosting coronavirus parties. Here we come to the section that has to do with Joe Rogan's podcast and his having the temerity to invite on experts, well-credentialed scientists, commentators, people who dissent with the official policy, the lockdowns, the mandates, the vaccines, the masks, the political changes, the political moves. Here we come to the section which is aimed squarely at the chest of Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Content that promotes dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive. So so it's interesting. This is so weirdly worded. Like, who wrote this? Content that promotes dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive. Why didn't you just say false or deceptive? Because you wanted people to see dangerous at the front of that word and be like, oh, well, yeah, of course, right? We don't want to promote dangerous, false, or deceptive medical information. Only safe, false, or dangerous, deceptive medical information. What about dangerous, true, and descriptive medical information? But there's a game played with language here. It's an awkward way to word it. Dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive. Danger, 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 danger. Danger, 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 danger. That's antithetical to our trying to create a safe space. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Spotify doesn't allow content that promotes dangerous, false, or deceptive medical information that may cause offline harm or pose a direct threat to public health. You can define this as broadly as you want. You can. And rather than <clears throat> rather than endure the chilling effect that comes from trying to guess how the people interpreting this in light of my content are going to decide whether with each passing episode my podcast has a future on this platform, I'm really tempted to just say, you know what, I need to find a new home for my podcast. Anchor FM is owned by... Spotify, Spotify is putting these things out there. Those are the terms of service. Maybe I need to find somewhere else 
to be where else you just don't talk about this stuff, which I think is actually more what they're going for. We don't want to censor you. We want you to censor yourself. We don't want to remove your content. Please don't make us do that. We would just feel awful about that. We want you to remove your content preemptively. Just don't record it to begin with. Don't say these kinds of things that are going to get you in trouble to begin with. Voila, problem solved. Asserting that AIDS, COVID-19, cancer, or other serious life-threatening diseases are a hoax or not real. Okay, so to be very clear, you can quickly, very quickly, go from saying this, we don't allow this bullet point on our platform, to saying that when a person, when a commenter, when a podcaster, when a guest points out the fatality rate and the statistics don't bear out COVID-19 having pandemic status, don't bear out shutting the world down. Look at the John Hopkins study that just came out saying that the lockdowns globally perhaps saved 0.2%. We perhaps trimmed 0.2, not 2%, 0.2% of fatalities were trimmed, saved with the lockdowns. Now, how much damage was caused? How many deaths were caused by the lockdowns to where the cure was worse than the disease? Is John Hopkins, if they have a podcast on Spotify, is John Hopkins going to find itself censored? Could that potentially be dangerous, false, or dangerous, deceptive medical information? I don't know. Depends on how quickly you're ready to say, ah, well, you're claiming it's a hoax or it's not real. No, it's real. We had it. We've known people who've had it. It's a real thing. It's not fun. Some people die of it, just like people have died from colds and the flu. It's real. Oh, but you're saying it's a hoax that we need to take it as seriously as we are. No, I'm saying we need to do the cost benefit and the cure that's been rolled out for the past two years has been worse than the disease. That's what I'm saying. That could be interpreted as a direct threat to public health very, very easily in the minds of the kinds of folks that you watch these little video clips of freaking out if someone is not wearing a mask in a space that they're occupying. Encouraging the consumption of bleach products to cure various illnesses and diseases. Who's doing that? Really? Who, who's doing that? Again, a weird association game here, I think, is being played. Promoting or suggesting that vaccines approved by local health authorities are designed to cause death. This might be a typo. Local health authorities, that might be global and national health authorities. Because it seems to me like anytime you hear a local health authority, they're always deferring to the WHO, the CDC, the NIH, the NIAID, Dr. Fauci. The vaccines don't get approved by local health authorities. They get mandated by the national and the global and the international health authorities promoting or suggesting that vaccines approved are designed to cause death. One does wonder sometimes when you crack down on people talking openly about these things, when you do hear about people dying 
or getting a serious illness after getting the vaccine, you do wonder at a certain point. It's like, okay, why can't we talk about that? Why, why can't you talk about that? Suggesting that vaccines approved are designed to cause death. Why can't you talk about that? And how, how strict are you going to get? You're going to remove people's content if they're suggesting that they're designed to cause death, like they're intentionally causing death with this. Maybe also you'll stretch your warning here to include, because you're Section here says includes but may not be limited to. This is just one example. You'll add a bullet point in a month or two to say anybody who promotes or suggests that the vaccines accidentally cause death and we don't care and we're making you get it anyways. We'll remove that content too. We're not, we're not going to let you even talk about injuries or deaths that seem like their timing is odd given that that person just got the vaccine the day before, encouraging people to purposely get infected with COVID-19 in order to build immunity to it. Example, promoting or hosting coronavirus parties. Well, here too, how broad do you define this? Are you going to define this bullet point or add to it or add an additional bullet point related to it to suppress content on Spotify where Someone is saying that natural immunity to COVID-19 is better, is safer, is more comprehensive, is healthier. Moving on. Content that illicitly promotes the sale of regulated or illegal goods includes, but may not be limited to, selling illegal firearms or firearm parts. Again, who's doing that? Selling illegal drugs. Selling endangered species or products derived from endangered species. Content that promotes, solicits, or facilitates child sexual abuse or exploitation includes, but may not be limited to, a visual depiction of a minor engaged in a sexual act or lascivious depictions of a nude minor. So they're ahead of uh, Netflix, apparently. Netflix couldn't have a podcast on Spotify. Promoting acts of sexual abuse against a child in exchange for money, encouraging or promoting sexual attraction by adults towards minors, promoting, normalizing, or glorifying child grooming behaviors, It's an odd look to me to put this just two sections down from the bit about coronavirus as if to imply by juxtaposition that dangerous false and dangerous misleading information about COVID-19 and public health as they define it is akin to, is close neighbors to being a pedophile. They have another section here. I'll briefly go through on deceptive content. So avoid creating content that impersonates others in order to deceive. Okay, good. Yes, agreed. Content that promotes manipulated and synthetic media as authentic in ways that pose the risk of harm. So that is to say you're altering audio and video to change the meaning or context of the original media but you're purporting your carefully cut clips uh, to be original and true and accurate. Audio or visual media artificially created through the use of technology that's purported to be true, such as digitally manufactured 
sexual audio and video content, content falsely suggesting that someone committed a crime. Now, I highlighted that phrase, content falsely suggesting that someone committed a crime. How, how broadly are you going to define this? How loosely are you going to interpret this? Am I in hot water potentially if I am taking clips from, let's say, a Senate hearing where Senator Ted Cruz is questioning an FBI official about the FBI's role in January 6th, or Senator Rand Paul is questioning Dr. Fauci about gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. If I take some clips of those two interactions, which I did recently, that was episode 299 on January 12th, if you want to go back and check it out. But I took clips from those interactions, and I presented as long of a segment as I could in both cases, so as to give as much context as possible. But if that content allegedly falsely suggests that someone committed a crime, I mean, you could selectively enforce this. Is the, is, that's my point. You could selectively enforce this to say, if you as a podcaster are helping to try someone who's otherwise untouchable in the court of public opinion, like Dr. Fauci, like an FBI official, and you start going back and pulling quotes, things that they actually said on record, under oath, or otherwise, and you start parsing that language and saying, you know, let me break this down for you. Let me interpret this for you from a conservative standpoint to push back against the stranglehold that this person has, for example, Dr. Fauci, on public health policy. It's criminal what he's done, at least highly unethical. I'm being put on notice, potentially, that any death threats Dr. Fauci might get, which he alludes to, in that Senate hearing, you can hear him back and forth with Rand Paul, basically accusing Rand Paul of being the reason why he's getting death threats. Basically, take that whole mentality, and maybe Dr. Fauci writes this deceptive content section for Spotify. I don't know. He may as well have. And then the last. And then I got to run. The last section here. Content that attempts to manipulate or interfere with election-related processes. Aha! It's a midterm election year. Democrats are expected to lose big. Content that attempts to manipulate or interfere with election-related processes includes but may not be limited to misrepresentation of procedures in a civic process that could discourage or prevent participation, misleading content promoted to intimidate or suppress voters from participating in an election. Includes but may not limit may not be limited to. Includes but may not be limited to. See also Twitter removing the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop in the lead up to the 2020 election. That could have suppressed voters for Biden. A lot of other damaging stories about Burisma and the Ukraine could have damaged Biden's brand. It was open season to intimidate or suppress voters on the Republican side. 
misrepresentation of procedures in a civic process that could discourage or prevent participation. Who defines what's misrepresentation? Is this the same folks who also call having to bring photo ID to vote? Voter suppression? That's somehow racist because black people can't get a driver's license, I guess? That's ridiculous. Watch those man-on-the-street type interviews of random people in big cities being asked, hey, can I, can I just ask you a couple quick questions? Do you have photo ID? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know where to get photo ID. Like, it wasn't hard or anything. Uh, no. Like, and, they, and, and you've got African-American people in particular being asked because the allegation from Democrats is that if you make people who are black have to get photo ID to vote, that's too hard. They can't do it. They can't do it, and so you're basically keeping them from being able to vote, and that's racist. And so you're actually a white supremacist if you want photo, if you, if you want photo ID <clears throat> in order for somebody to be able to vote in an election. But it's not racist if you say you've got to present photo ID in order to move about town, and oh, by the way, we need to know your vaccination status. That's not, that's not racist or white supremacy. But if you talk about this on Spotify, maybe, just maybe, you'll find your content removed. And I'll skip down here. What happens to rule breakers? I skipped through a couple of other sections, but I'm pressed for time. We take these decisions seriously and keep context in mind when making them. Breaking the rules may result in the violative content being removed from Spotify. May or may not. We may or may not remove it. Repeated or egregious violations may result in accounts being suspended and or terminated. So, you know, hey guys, like we may remove Joe Rogan if he keeps it up, if he keeps doing the thing that's been making him successful, if he doesn't self-censor, and all the rest of you for willing to do it with Joe Rogan, who's got as big of an audience as he does, are definitely willing to do it with you small fish in this big pond. What else do I need to know? These platform rules will help ensure that Spotify remains an open and safe platform for all. We will continue to evaluate and update this information as needed, so please check back frequently. Depending on which Spotify products or features you use, you may be subject to additional requirements, so please follow those too. How can I report an issue? How can I tattle on somebody who I don't like what they're saying? And I can loosely interpret these updated rules to say that they're a rule breaker. How can I report an issue? Have you found an issue with a piece of content on Spotify? If so, please let us know by reporting it here. And there's a little link where you can go through and fill out a form and say, there's the bad man who said the thing that he shouldn't have said. And again, like just to be very, very clear, I'm not saying that there's never a reason to report content. If you've got content on somebody's podcast, <clears throat> that is promoting rape or child molestation or human trafficking. If you've got Al-Qaeda and ISIS and whatnot trying to propagandize our youth on Spotify, by all means, get that stuff off of there. But I don't believe for a moment, given the context of these rules being rolled out, I don't believe for a second that these updated rules have to do with 
those situations, which we were all in agreement about before the Joe Rogan upset. These updated rules have everything to do with woke SJWs at Spotify throwing a tantrum. If you don't censor, if we don't censor Joe Rogan, then I quit. On that note, you can buy my book, and this is why we homeschool, available on paperback and e-reader. Anywhere books are found online, just about, I do believe. Request it for your local library. You can do that. If your local library doesn't have a copy, request it for your local library. That way you and everybody else in the community can get a chance to read it, consider it. If more folks had been homeschooling their children 20, 30 years ago, I dare say, I dare say, we would not be having this issue. We would not be having the problems that we're having right now. But what's done is done. What's in the past is in the past. Now it's time to buy my book. Give it a read. Homeschool your kids. Train them up in the way that they should go so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. Especially buy my book on paperback if there's any chance that this ever-changing set of rules is going to see me off the air You'll have something to remember me by, to remember fondly. But I got to run. That's all the time I've got for this episode. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.